You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm super excited to speak with Michael DiGiacomo about selling in the new normal. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Asher, and uh, good to be here. Thank you uh, for this opportunity. Yeah, no, superb. You know, this takes me back to that memory lane because you work for a company called Thomson Reuters, and I used to work for a company called Avalara. And I'm pretty sure you and I have connected at many, many, many trade shows that we've had to have the pleasure or displeasure of being at. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm sure we have, and uh, definitely uh, remember your voice. Uh, and uh, I'm glad, uh, glad we're reconnecting again. Yeah, this brings me back to one of the my favorite lessons in life that I've learned is always be kind and friendly to anybody and everybody because you have no idea where you're going to meet them. And lo and behold, we're recording a podcast today. Absolutely. Be friendly with everybody, even, even your uh, competition at, during that time. All right. Well, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm sure the audience wants to know how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, I'll just take a take a quick minute to talk about my uh, background or, or bio. I, I really started off in uh, enterprise uh, software sales uh, in the in the mid '90s, and I really kind of uh, grew into that and working with uh, you know several different interesting firms and uh, had some good success as a uh, just a contributor. Uh, so just selling um, direct sale to customers. And then uh, I noticed, uh, you know, as, uh, as the mid-90s started turning that, uh, you know, I had um, some interest in uh, some, uh, some startups and w- went through a couple startups, but joined a company uh, called Sabrix, was uh, just an um, uh, incredible company at that time and uh, had phenomenal growth and, um, and we, uh, so I, I joined them in the uh, 2006, 2007 uh, uh, timeframe and just really uh, propelled, uh, you know, um, in, in terms of selling and working with clients. And, uh, um, you know, we, we, we were one of the first to market to roll out a, uh, a global tax engine. And at that time, and, and very exciting to really, um, become the market leader in that area. And then in 2009, uh, we got acquired by uh, Thomson Reuters towards the end of 2009 and um, have been with them ever since. Um, so, uh, in, and it's been a really fun ride. And what do I mean by that is I came on board as a, again, as a direct contributor in sales and then uh, after a couple of years, took on a, a regional manager type role and then really uh, grew from, you know, one region to uh, taking over uh, two thirds of the uh, U.S. to uh, taking over 
North America and then um, all of global sales uh, for the indirect tax business for a little over three years. And uh, uh, that was a, such a fun ride. I learned a lot. And then over the last uh, uh, 18, 19 months, um, I've been managing our, our uh, strategic accounts team uh, from a global perspective. So some of our top top tier clients, I have a team that manages them and, and we actually not only manage to ensure that they retain, we retain their business and increase their business. Also, we work with them to look at uh, how we can uh, position and sell our platform uh, to help help benefit them and um, you know meet their 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 challenging needs around uh, global taxation. So it's a little bit about me. Uh, you know, I, again, really, you know, uh, if you look at you know kind of a, a makeup of me, I'm more. Uh, I like the entrepreneurial type roles. I, I love the excitement. I love engaging with customers and, and really. Uh, running um, high high power, you know, winning uh, uh, sales teams. Superb, you know, what a ride! Yeah, I mean, and and uh, I want to give a, a shout out to my friend Jonathan Esh, who used to be at Sabrix. I'm sure we'll tag him in the LinkedIn post, but oh, I yeah. wonder where he's he's at these days. No telling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's dig into it. You know, the concept sure. that we want to talk about is selling in the new normal. And since you have a wealth of experience in enterprise sales, you know, walk us through why you chose this concept. Well, I think it's uh, today it's relevant, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're most uh, selling organizations that selling something. Um, and even organizations just in general are going through this, the pandemic of COVID and they're trying to, you know, figure out, you know, what's it like on the out, uh, you know, other side of, of uh, this pandemic. And uh, I, I think what we're going to find out is a lot of things that um, how customers want to buy now during the pandemic is going to be very similar to how they're going to want to buy um, when this pandemic is over. And I think it's taught us a lot of really interesting lessons on how to sell and how to become more efficient and how to organize your team uh, for success. And, and so we've, uh, you know, we've learned a lot. And I, I, I think, you know, naming this uh, how to sell in a new norm is, is really um, not only is it pertinent to what's going on, but it's, it's it's probably going to be how things will be for some time going forward. Superb. And so I guess share with us your framework. Like what have you learned, and what have you experimented with, and and how have you provided uh, comfort and inspiration to your teams? Like share with us how should we think about selling it in your normal? Yeah, I I think there's some key things that we've uh, learned over the last uh, six months or so. And uh, I think number one is you really have to be empathetic. And what I mean by that, not only with your team that you're leading, but also with the customers, because everybody's going through similar set of circumstances. Some, some are more challenging than each other. Some have, you know, kids that they have to work 
And while they're working from home, kids, they have to, you know, make sure they do their homework and the studies and online classes to, um, to just a number of things that are happening. Um, so, so the key is uh, really uh, what we've implemented is empathetic and, and, and really understanding what's going on on the other side. So that's, that's number one. Um, the, the number two, uh, the other point, what we've learned is customers uh, really want to be connected, especially during these times. And, you know, there's a lot of forms of ways to connect with customers. And we've, we've, we found out, you know, with not only digitally, you know, through email and chat and, and, and things like that, but but we've, we've learned a lot through video conferencing. And uh, that has really helped us to, you know, get in, get in and understand what's going on from a customer standpoint and have real conversations as, as if you're almost there. And so that's that's been a kind of another pillar you know, to, you know, our success uh, is, 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 is connecting with the customer and doing it in a different manner. The, the other side, like what we learned too, is you can become really efficient. And so what I mean by that is, you know, leveraging the tools that you have available, uh, the technology tools, the uh, we have to use the Microsoft platform um, office platform with teams and, it's it's amazing how much more efficient you can be if you leverage those types of tools, not only engaging and working with your teams internally, but also with your customers and following up and making sure you're on track. So um, and then 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 lastly is what's really key too is um, on on that kind of tools topic or, or uh, efficiency uh you know, um, technology uh, uh, pieces of the puzzle that you have to really work with is is leveraging a really good CR, CRM system. We use Salesforce.com today, and we've really doubled down on it, really understanding the conversations that are happening, documenting that, and then, you know, the pipeline, really, really getting into detail reporting and what's moving, what's not. So those have been some of the, you know, four key areas that really we've exploited and it's really helped us out overall and increase our, what we call our net promoter scores with our customers and really jumped uh, uh, significantly over the last, you know, six months or so. Are you guys doing any call recording or anything like that? We really haven't got into um, call recording with, um, you know, with, I guess on my team, it's more on the strategic account side, but we do a lot of re- call recording when we're prospecting in general. But if we're just having one-on-one conversations, um, I, I think that's something that, you know, it's probably not a bad idea to do as long as the customer is in agreement with that up front. And you can learn from that. So we do have a BDR team that uses call recording and leverages what's working, what's not, and uh, dissects that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's definitely a useful tool tool that could be could be utilized as well. Got it. And and I guess the most interesting piece of all of this stuff is it seems like field sellers have to become 
inside sales sellers, right? And uh, or field relationship management people have to become inside management relationship management people and there's a mental shift to this right so you as a leader like how do you guide or how did you guide your team through that change well i think number one is when it you know when 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 all this occurred you know everybody was kind of out of standstill what to do but the the best course of action is putting together a plan i'm i'm really big uh, big on you know, if, if you're going to implement some something or an idea or a process, really got to understand what is your plan? What's your goal? What's the objectives? So um, when we when we got into this and, and kind of, you know, got into the, you know, how do we communicate with our customers better? Because we were kind of a, a the bulk of my team is is a field uh, kind of face to face team selling team. So what we did is, um, even though uh, the majority of work from home office, made sure, we made sure, number one, that everybody was was equipped, um, you know, in, in terms of having the right technology and tools. So that's number one. Number two is you really got to have an action plan in place of, of doing something and connecting quickly. So we aligned on some key areas of, Number one, let's let's reach out to every single customer and have a conversation. You know, the goal was to have a conversation, um, and and that's another key point is, you know, instead of having an email or a chat or a text conversation, try to get them on the phone. And I think that's been very very effective um, because we found out customers want to talk, and uh, the other thing is. Bring insights to them. So what we what we dug up is like, wow, we had training material and information that we could share with them, and you know, um, and allows them to kind of think, well, you can actually use our product better in this way. It might be a good opportunity to give them some training, you know, give them some helpful advice that could help them prepare for the future, or utilize your, you know, our tool differently than they used it before in the office. So, um, so, so we really put together plans in those areas and then we put together a newsletter um, and, 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 and rolled all this out really quickly to communicate with our clients. And again, the, the goal was let's keep in front of the clients. Let's keep, you know, letting them know we're there for them to help them and support them. And uh, we're empathetic to what's going on. Superb. And I guess um, it sounds like you guys did a team huddle. And then you said, okay, like, here's the things that we need to go work on. Was there any training that you had to do specifically for, for people? We had, you know, we, we, we did do some training. Um, and we, we ed- did a lot, did edu- education on what we could offer to the clients and what made sense. So one of the things we did was not only did we launch, you know, a series of training um, programs internally, but also for the customer, we launched some webinar series of, of, of training and just kind of like insights. And so, um, you know, we, we made them basic and in nature. So the customer 
could either be a um, you know a heavy user customer or it could be a, just a standard customer. So they would all kind of get it, so to speak. And, um, you know, do's and don'ts of the application, um, some, you know, creative ideas on how to build a report, things like that. Useful tools that everybody would know. So we did do some internal training and then also external training with our customers, too. Mm-hmm. Superb. I mean, it just sounds like, like people are getting self-sustaining, you know, like, like, like they're doing more to to enable themselves. And I'm assuming that's what you mean by efficiency. Yeah. And I think, I think what we, what we've seen is in the first, and I, I go back to the COVID pandemic and in the beginning, there was a lot of chaos, like customers were trying to figure out, you know, what they were going to do. Did they have the technology, things like that. Once we got through that and um, I think what we, you know, again, what we really saw was not only our team, but also customers really realizing how valuable technology is and communicating, you know, through video and conferencing and, and, and chatting and things like that. But, um, but the efficiency just went through the roof. So, so, you know, you can only imagine if, if you're an outside traveling field sales rep, you can only meet with probably a few customers a week at best, you know, and if, especially if you're in different cities, but think of it as if you're at home, you can reach, you know, three times that amount of customers in probably one day. So um, it allowed us to really scale up quickly and, um, you know, reach out to these customers uh, more efficiently and then on a set pattern, you know, so, Hey, let's, I only touch base on on this Monday, but why don't we set something up for you know every two weeks a touch base? So it allowed allowed that kind of commu- flow of communication and efficiency increase. And then I'm assuming your reps are similar to my reps, like they're on the phone or on a Zoom like all day, right? And so is this sustainable? Like, how do you care about that piece? Well, that's a really good question because one of the things for sure what we've learned um, in in the new norm is you gotta you gotta take breaks, um, and, and not only internally but also customers have to take breaks. So limiting the the time of your conversation is critical, and typically we try to make it a conversation of maybe an hour at max or less. Sometimes they're just 15, 20 minute chats. So um, I think that's key in, in, in understanding and, and being empathetic to what's happening on their side. Because, um, and, and, and they may, you know, these conversations um, could uh, happen quickly or they could be planned. And so, so you got to be really agile about things like that. But most importantly, you got to be careful of burnout, um, especially with your team. And there during these times, so I'm a big believer in take take breaks throughout the day. Um, and remember, you know, they could be they could be an exercise break. They could just be, you know, hey, I want to refresh my brain. It could be I need a cup of coffee. Take those breaks, and they're critical because you want to make sure you're the best when you talk to your customers and you feel great because customers can see it not only in the videos 
uh, confer conferencing today, but they can hear it in your voice as well. So you want to really shine when you're, when you're talking to customers. I, I, I totally agree. And, and I, I feel like presence uh, is, is something that everybody needs to focus on. Now, the thing is, presence, in my opinion, is a learned skill. And, uh, and you really have to ask your question. Like our CEO always says, like, where are you now, right? And, uh, and I feel like asking that question to yourself repeatedly before you jump on calls is extremely important because you're better off moving that call out versus taking the call and not being present because yeah. that's an experience that people would remember. Plus, you know, people's, you can kind of hear, see, or at least in some phase, cases feel people's families on these calls now, right? And so there's a larger thing at stake than just the, hey, the transactional piece of the conversation. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. So superb. So I'm assuming there's a bunch of lessons that you've learned. Let's take the top two, right? Like dive us through the top two lessons that you've learned through all of this. I, I would say number one is have a well-defined plan and, and and build action steps around it and 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 break out those action steps. So you know, action step one is you know, like our plan was reach out to all the customers. Let's let's have a 15, 20 minute conversation and let them know we're here for, for them. So that's number one part of the plan. Secondly is follow up with some tips and tricks and some ideas that the customers could really benefit from. Give them something, you know, that that really can help them out and help them out in their, in their, their jobs or roles. Um, uh, and then, you know, uh, I, I, I think around that building out a plan is, you know, you, you know, is, is you definitely got to take action. So, um, you know, in the new norm is if you just sit there and stay, just, just stand still, you're going to get passed by. So really taking action and, and learning how to get better at your, your skill and, and your craft. And what I mean by that is digging into articles, reading books, getting uh, more knowledge on what customers um, like and how they like to be sold to and, and what kind of relationships do they want to build um, and what, you know, what we've learned, too, is um, with with that is don't be afraid. And I, I, I'd say fear is the biggest thing that holds people and companies back. Don't be afraid to try new things. So we've tried many things. Some things really worked and some things didn't work out. Keep trying. You'll fail fast, recover quickly, and then keep trying new things because that new idea uh, may may just be an incredible, you know, light bulb that goes off and that, you know, that catches on fire. So don't be afraid. You know, you know, we're we're living through some interesting times, but from a business perspective, you got to be bold. You got to be willing to step up and try different things, not only with your team, but also working with clients and selling things as well.
Does that make sense? It totally does. It, 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 it really is. And, and you know, like, like, again, the key word here is bold, right? And then, and then I feel like, like as leaders, we need to inspire boldness versus perspire boldness, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I, I get the whole urgency piece of it too, but 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 bold is a mindset, right? It's not. Yeah, it's it not. A, here's a script. Here's this. Here's your technology. Go right. Yeah. It's the hey, you know, when you actually did take the first step toward toward boldness, you are gonna get smacked in the face, right? Like yeah. there is gonna be an objection. Well, what do you do then? Absolutely, absolutely, and and when I when I say bold, do it in a you know professional manner. Be confident, but not cocky. The, 100%. the other, I'd say, the last learnings you know that we've had is um, really leverage technology to the best, but don't let it succumb you. And what I what I mean by that is, you know. Customers still want to conversate with you by phone. Believe it or not, you know, there's been a lot of studies out there that, that say conversations by phone are, are by far one of the best communication methods. So leverage your technology tools, leverage email, leverage what you have in place, your, your CRM systems. But don't forget that customers still rely on you know, good help, you know, healthy conversations and they want to feel like they're part of something and, 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 and they want to feel special. So um, point being is be efficient, do the best you can use technology to really help you out to increase efficiency, but don't lose the sight that, Hey, you know, I just want to email my customer back and forth and that's good for me. Um, you know, have a conversation with customer and say, is that okay? Do you like to be communicated in that way? Would you prefer text or whatever? Really understand the kind of the medium of converse, uh, of communication that works best. And uh, don't, don't lose sight of just picking up the phone and having that conversation because that sometimes is very critical. <laughs> and, and you just don't know where you're going to catch people. And yeah. that phone call may just be it. You know, it just it may, may be, be it. it. Absolutely. Uh, and it's worked so many times. So believe it or not, it probably sounds out old school, but picking up the phone is, uh, is, is reliable, still in a new norm. <laughs> well, great. Well, thanks so much for sharing your yeah. the concept, the framework, your lessons learned. You've been gracious with you with you, with your time, and uh, now for a little bit of a fun part of the, the yeah. podcast. Who who are two other people that you're so impressed by that you're that you feel are giving it their all, their passion about go to market that you recommend we bring onto the podcast as guests? And the reason why I say that is because when we started this podcast, we didn't have a grandiose yeah. vision for it. Right? It's now what has happened is after like ninety something odd episodes of this. Every guest that comes onto the show shapes the show. So when we ask people and they share passionate, other passionate people, we bring yeah. them on the show. You know, it just uplifts everybody. The, the past guests, the future guests, the show itself, and and it's just an amazing thing. Yeah, I definitely got a couple of names uh, I'd love to share with you. One is one of my sales leaders. His name is Jeff Zimmel. 
And, uh, you know, I think he'd be fantastic uh, to have a conversation with. And then um, one of my uh, strategic account executive, Eric Christensen, he's uh, I think he would uh, enjoy, uh, you know, having a conversation uh, with you as well, Asher, on this on this uh, on this program or on the show. Yep. Superb. All right. Well, here's. A little bit of a creative moment for, on the podcast, right? Where we always try to condense the podcast into a hashtag. And yeah. so, Mike, what would your hashtag be? I would have to say it would have to be hashtag right. success sales in a new norm. So right. we'll take, um, take selling in a new norm. to be creative here. <laughs> That's all right. You know, again, it's, you, it's who you are because you have no idea how these things go viral these days. And so I always say, keep something that's you. And so we'll tag you, tag this hashtag into the post that we do. And, uh, and so let's say it does go viral and people want to connect with you. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, sure. They can connect with me, um, you know, by, you know, I have, uh, my cell phone um, or the email address, uh, some cell phone, uh, you know, 770-402-4529. That's, uh, you know, a, a number anybody can pretty much get a hold of me on. Um, or they can reach out to my Thompson Reuters email address, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L dot DiGiacomo, D-I-G-I-A-C-O-M-O at T-R letters, Thompson, R Reuters uh, dot com. Perfect. Well, Mike, yep. once again, thank you for coming on to this show. And thank you for sharing with us uh, the concept and how you led your team through this time. And good luck with your journey. No problem, Asher. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, thank you and have a great day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And share these insights with your peers. 